I'm Megan. And I'm Brian. And this is Housewives History with Megan and Brian. The podcast where we remind you. Why we all became obsessed with Housewives in the first place. By focusing on the good times. And leaving you guys to argue about the bad ones. This once a week gab fest is sure to provide the escapism. That we feel the franchises are lacking right now. Join us on Memory Lane. Because this is Housewives History. I always feel like an old person. Say what now? I always feel like an old person, like every day of my life. Sometimes I'm always like, am I really 31? <laughs> Literally, I feel the exact same way. I'm like, I have to be at least 47. There's yeah, no- Yeah, no, but like, that's how I feel though. I mean, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm fine with it. But yeah, no problem. Older, but I just want somebody to tell me that my birth certificate is wrong, so I can stop feeling like I am. <laughs> like a- you're the issue. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm the drama. Like I am not the drama here. Like, yeah, mm. it's just me. It's just my personality. I can't help it. Absolutely. Like I can't help it that my body is an inherent hypochondriac. Me too. I'm just. That's just me. I mean, what what do you want me? I can't apologize for being myself. I'm just that person. Exactly. Yeah, and, sp- <laughs> and speaking of delusional confidence, welcome back to Housewives History. <laughs> Hi, guys. What is going on, children? Welcome and welcome back to the show. We are so happy to have you guys back. Yes. I we, sound like been, a- Yeah, he is um, about to hack up a lung and... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just surviving over here. <laughs> Literally, life is lifing. We're both falling apart and stitching each other back up by the seams. But we are here. And that's and all that. <laughs> we're going to talk about bitches who complain about shit that they really shouldn't be complaining about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> take it away, boss lady. Tell the girls while we're here. I have missed you. I've missed you. before we start I just want to say so I have taken like a much needed like mental health break I've just like I it's so hard to like kind of like say but let's just say like depression like just literally takes over your mind and it's so hard to like get back into a routine that you're so used to and when it just takes over and in more aspects than one and that's kind of where I was just at and I was just at a point where like I know I needed help and I need to kind of like take a step back from what you know was overwhelming me um and just kind of like getting my life back together and when other things overwhelm me I feel like it takes over the things that make me happy um and which recording was one of them so I'm just very thankful that I have you to kind of like be very patient with me but also like extend your arm to be like hey I'm here I'm not gonna like overstep but I'm here and if you ever need somebody to talk to or understand what you're going through I'm here and I just want to say I'm very thankful for that and I am back and I'm so excited to start back up again and hopefully 
I'm on a better path, which I already am. I'm already feeling a lot better to just kind of get to where I was. I'm a work in progress. (laughs) That's all that matters. You, You know what I mean? I completely understand the, the, depression narrative and you know the weight that depression can have on you you know I'm you know a very very familiar (laughs) so yeah so I'm like you know I completely get it take the time figure it out do what you need to do make yourself feel better I'll be here I'm not doing anything special anyway (laughs) but (laughs) so I'm like I'll be here the um, show will be here our podcast app isn't going anywhere and and then on top of that you know not only did you need to take a break it was kind of not necessarily convenient but it it did kind of work into it came at a good time (laughs) it did did come at a good time because there's the things that i have going on both professionally personally that i am navigating through right now and it's a lot um I have a really very flexible too so that is like also very helpful yeah like but it's because I understand and like we're real friends so I genuinely care (laughs) we're not just co-workers like we're actually or co-hosts like we're actually like we talk every day we send each other memes we send each other videos we send each other posts like this is an all day everyday thing like this happens all day and it's just I look forward to it and like it's so nice to have that person too because a lot I don't talk I'm not kidding when I say this like I might have like a TikTok and I might be obsessed with the housewives and I might follow everybody on Instagram, but nobody in my personal life watches the housewives. So they have no idea what I'm talking about. So it's nice that you understand that. And it's nice to kind of like, oh my God, like send you a meme and you actually like understand it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I completely get it. Cause like nobody, like I only have like, my now soon to be ex-husband but we'll talk about that in a minute um and like my sister and my son and like my like my son doesn't really watch reality tv he he doesn't care but his boyfriend does but like but like that's a whole like six degrees of separation it's too much but like (laughs) excuse me i'm sorry no (sighs) we're filming from my deathbed i'm sorry But, um, but yeah, like, we have, like, a genuine connection that's, like, outside of just, oh, we do a, yeah. we do a podcast t- 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 together. Like, we do a podcast because we're genuinely friends. Yeah. So, I more so care about you being okay than I care about getting a show done. <laughs> and I get yeah, really and, I, and you've made that, like, clear a lot of times. So, I am, like, very thankful for that. And I don't think I could literally, as I... I think I've told you this a hundred times before, but I don't think I could do this podcast with anybody else. Like, I just, I don't think that it would be an option. (laughs) There would be no other option for me. I'd be like, I just, no, it's not the same. I can't do it. It's not, no. Like, I know you tried to do it with another fellow content creator (laughs) that was also like the housewife and it didn't work out. Um, But maybe everything happens for a reason, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there was 
There was a, yeah, it's a lush chow. Anyway, I always laugh because like they post stuff, but I don't, I don't follow them at all. But you know, like sometimes you can see like stuff in your feed, so I, I'll like send it to you, and you're like very valuable, but not the source. I'm like, and then I'll look at it, I'm like, oh crap. I hate the source, but very valuable information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I call that being diplomatic. Oh, I don't know how effective it is, but I try to be diplomatic. I'm like, you know, that's great. It's so funny. Like, I will try, like, like, I will sit there and try to talk to, like, to my husband about it. Like, for an example, like, he actually watched Vanderpump Rules with me, um, mm. and he loves, he loves James. Like, James is like, if James wasn't on this show, it, like, it wouldn't even be this funny. But, like, I kind of, like, agree with him, but whatever. But, like, uh. he used to watch Vanderpump Rules with me, and I, like I told you guys, like, I stopped watching last season because, like, it was very boring. But mm-hmm. like, and I, to be honest, I'm like, gonna lie, like I haven't even started this season up. But like, I oh. talked to him about, I know, I'm so far back. I have not watched, I don't even, like, I don't even want to go there, but I have really not. I've watched bits and pieces of New Jersey, but I didn't even finish Potomac or Salt Lake City. I did not, like, it's so bad. Like, oh, I you're got to get You're not and, by yourself. I, I did. know, and it's like, I don't I know if it's kind of just hard Jersey. to pick back up. I don't know. I have not watched any of New Jersey. I have not watched any of Salt Lake City. I have not watched any of Potomac. I've been watching, I, I, I have been watching all the coverage of all things Scandal. Yes. When I have when not, not watched the actual, like, yeah. the show. Yeah, and I have, and I feel like, am I like, not like a good, like, Bravo holic or whatever you call them, but like I do need to start. Like I, it's a lot. Like I have to finish up a lot, and I'm like, isn't even to the point. Like maybe like I'll at least watch like Vanderpump and like um, New Jersey, but like is it even like do I even watch like Potomac and go back and watch? So like like I think I was just at the reunion for Potomac and for Salt Lake. I did not watch the finale. So like, man, I don't know though. Like Salt Lake was very boring. I, like I told you, I watched that first episode, and the first episode, I felt like I needed an IV after that first episode. You, that's exactly what you told me. And I'm like, okay, my husband, my husband's cooking pierogies and it just smells so good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but like, but like, you know what, but you want to, and I noticed this today because I, as you, like on my TikTok, I will always post like, birthday like um like if it's Aries season or Taurus season and all like that like I will post everybody's birthdays on my TikTok sure so I was doing it today for because today starts Taurus season I'm like really far behind I haven't made the video yet but anyway so I'm going through them and I get to New Jersey right and the new New Jersey housewife is a Taurus her birthday is like remember like may 2nd i think so it's like coming up but the fact that i'm older than her is very it's not sitting right with me it's a gag right like when's your birthday you were am i you're older than me right or am i older than you um i'm august 30th 1991 okay so you're older than me so like doesn't that make you feel a type of way like her our birthdays are only a couple like me and this Rachel girl are only a couple of months apart, but I'm still older than her. <laughs> it, 
you know, stuff like this started hitting me when I started realizing like I'm older than rappers and shit. Like, 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 like I'm older than Megan Thee Stallion. How old and is I'm, she? What? Like I'm How older old than the bitches that's popping right now. Like I'm bigger than all the girls out here now. Like the like the Billie Eilish is like I think I'm older than Lizzo. Like I'm like what? Is oh, I mean I'm older than like but see like I knew I was older than like Kylie and Kendall, but like I'm sure. not older. But like you know like they're sisters though, so I'm kind of like like with like Kendall like Kim and Chloe. Like I grew up what so I feel like that's a little bit of a different situation. Like Haley Bieber, like I know older Justin. Selena Miley, like I know I'm older than them, but a housewife. But a housewife. But a housewife. But a housewife. Because like obviously you know you're always gonna be older than upcoming, you know, singers and and all that is gonna be fine. But a housewife, like a housewife. I started watching Housewives when I was like 15. Like crazy because the housewives were built as a platform to showcase middle-aged women. Yes, and now I'm middle-aged. Like We are oh older than middle-aged women. Like, what? Oh my God. What? I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> like, that's the shit that is crazy to me. Like, I'm trying to lighten the load by saying, like, okay, Rachel represents Gabriella on The Desperate Housewives, right? Yeah, right. Okay. But, like, even <laughs> on all of the shows that they've had, the really young housewives like the Megan King Edmonds, I think she's older than us. She I is. Think. She's, like, almost 40, I think. Let me right. So I'm, like... But she was, like, the youngest one. Right. So I'm, like, she was still, like, old enough to be our auntie. Yes. Like, but, our, like we are yeah. older than the youngest housewives now. Like, I don't even care if they're five years older than me. They're still older. Yeah, she's almost 40. She's 38. Like, oh my God. Like, I'm turning 32 this year. Like, girl, like, we are not. But to be honest, like, not even, like, the fact that I don't like her because, like, she's, like, friends with Melissa and all them. Like, I don't like her. I feel like she's a bad reputation for us. I don't like her. Yeah, I don't like her. I just, she's very wanting. Gen Z girls, no shade. She's very whiny. I am a midway millennial because they say that millennials are like, what, 86 to 96 or something like that? Yeah. Well, I'm 91, so I'm smack dab in the middle. I don't got time for girls like her. Like, I don't know how old she is in real life, but I- She's five months younger than me. So she's 31. Oh, she's right there with us, but I haven't watched- She's gonna be 31. She's not even 31 yet. This is oh. yeah, that's <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Come on. Let's, oh my god. Let's think about it from a different perspective. We're old enough to be on Housewives now. There we go. There it is. Boom. <laughs> but talk about lemonade, bitch. Like talk about lemonade. Like yeah, give age, make a housewife tagline. Yeah. I, I think that's what we need to do. I think our next, our next episode, well, not next episode, because obviously we have a special episode, but the episode after that, um, I think we need to have a tagline set in place. Yeah. We're in our housewives. <laughs> We're officially in our, like, housewives era. <laughs> like, that is yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's insane to me. Uh, and now I am old enough to be a housewife. It's crazy to me. That and is so I'm, 
and I'm older than a housewife. Oh my God. And that's what makes it worse. Okay. All right. Before I start to cry myself into a um, midlife crisis. <laughs> but see, I feel like saying that, it really kind of puts me in a, like a fresh new position because like I'm currently now going through a divorce. I, I haven't talked about this publicly, but like, um, I'm now going through a divorce. I'm freshly single. Woo! Um, so, fellas, woo! if you're listening I, and you're single. <laughs> yes, like, I'm back in these streets. Um, I'm back outside, as the kids say. Um, so, like, I'm in my housewife's era. Like, I'm in my Megan King, Edmonds, Gretchen, maybe not Gretchen. No, but, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Hawks, single. Um... I'm, I mean, I'm all my the era. Like, I'm living my best Garcelle fantasy. And so I'm going to embrace that. Like, I like I have a not, like, I have a lot of new projects that I have coming up that I'm not going to But <laughs> y'all are getting ready to see a lot more of me. I'm excited. Um, I'm filming two shows this year. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. So... Yeah. I'm officially in my Garcelle era and I feel great. So, you know, we're embracing divorce as Yeah, in a good way. It's like it's like lifting exactly out with the old in with the new. Out that with should the be your tagline. But I don't want that but like can, but like can we talk about this though? Cause I don't yes, like please. Like, cause I just, wait, let me turn this fan down because I feel like I'm yelling through the fan and I don't know if it's causing any background noise, but like, I could feel the glue in my wig melting. I was like, I need to, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But like, can we talk about this? Like, I don't want to be the freshly divorced bitch that like ups and starts dating like 19 year olds. Okay. I don't like, like, but like, like, that's what made me realize, like, I'm in a new chapter <laughs> in my life. I'm like, I'm really grown. Cause like, I was like, I don't even find like younger guys attractive. I'm not for that. Like, I, like, I was just talking to my son about this. Cause as for the, well, most people probably wouldn't know this because I don't talk about my sex life publicly because I just don't have the opportunity to. But like, I'm really like, you know sexually free and like i'm into a lot of different things you know i enjoy sex in a variety of ways right okay so you know in this transition from um from being a married person to being a single person i'm now moving to atlanta right and so i am so excited to just explore myself sexually as an open single person because I discovered a lot of my sexual proclivities like in my marriage and my husband is like really like southern traditional country like he's not about like he's not with the shit right I am so excited to go to a bathhouse I'm so excited to like like I'm so excited to have all of this type of fun, right? But I was talking about yeah. son, of it, and I say all of this to, to 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 say that like I am not like I find myself running from dating like young people. Like I don't want to be on no app. I don't want to be out here like, on the trainers. Like if I'm gonna be out here cruising and having ca ca casual sex, I want to do it like 
the old days. Like I want to be out here cruising, going to bath houses, like like distinguished gentlemen. Like I don't got time. Like I don't date like homies and twinks. I'm out here dating like uncles and daddies now. Like I just don't. <sighs> so maybe I am truly in my housewife era because maybe now I can like. Maybe you can be. <laughs> Maybe it should be a gay housewife, but like I don't want to be on like the real friends of WeHo though. Like I need a real like no like I want to be. You don't like, want a Lenny. You don't want a Lenny. I don't want a Lenny. I don't even you know I don't even really want a Martina. No shave. <laughs> you, don't want <laughs> you definitely don't want a Tom Girardi. I definitely don't want a Tom Girardi. But like if I'm gonna get somebody who's like my contemporary or like around my age, like I need like a Todd Tucker. Okay, like, Todd or uh, Ross. Or Ross, because <laughs> Ross, baby, and that beard. Ooh, Jesus, Todd, Todd and his beard too. But Todd got really ugly feet, and that bothers me. But really, I had no idea. Well, Candy got his feet together in a decent sense, but like you, but like, girl, it's a thing. Anyway, not that I'm a foot person, but like, it's just it. It, it matters. It matters. Yeah. Yeah. Like it matters. Like it, 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 it does a little bit. But yeah, like I just, uh, I'm out here in these streets, child. I'm just. You are taking one day at a time. You are surviving. You are going to come out on top. And I'm so excited to watch you just literally like shine brighter than you already do. Yeah, like I feel like I, I, I don't even know. Like I feel like I'm like I, I want to claim that I'm in my Portia Williams era, but she, but she ruined it when she married Simon. So now I'm like, bitch, I don't want to be the princess of Thailand. <laughs> like I'm not here for that. But the evolution that she had is is kind of inspiring though. But like I just, it's crazy because I've. I just finally got through the brokenhearted stage of it, right? Like I yeah. just, yep. like, like I've just gotten through the being heartbroken about it, being upset about it, being sad about it, and now I'm in the phase where not even like I want to date, but I just want to like be, be free, out. just be yep. free and be out and just live. And like I feel like I'm in this space where I'm lining up new projects, I'm getting ready to move. I'm figuring out my next game plan. Like, this is going to be my first time, like, existing as a single person on my own in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be just out here by myself. And I'm kind of excited about it. Like, You're I'm looking at Katie and Ari on the stage right now. Yeah. Like, well, Katie's been separated a little while. So you're in the Ariana stage right now. <laughs> I'm in my Ariana era right now. Like, like Ariana just got booked on Dancing with the Stars. I, just I got, know she just did Bloomingdale's. Yes, and you got yeah. all of these. Yes. There's so many things going on. I've got all of these. Like, it's crazy because if we're candid, this is gonna be like <laughs> we're just gonna. This is probably gonna be a be a two parter where we like just talk about ourselves for an hour and then we'll yes. just get to the episode later. But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the housewife later but like it's crazy because part of the reason why my marriage fell apart was because like I didn't feel like he was 
the most supportive of my creative endeavors, right? Yes, and you don't want that. And I don't want that, right? Because it's like, I put so much work into my craft and the things that I do. Like, my crafts aren't just hobbies. Like, they're actual, like, I'm building them into careers. And so it's crazy that, like, now it's gotten to the point where our relationship has fallen apart that now I'm just starting to see my first breaths of success. Like, like my podcast, Real Reality Realness, has had all types of crazy-ass guests on it. Like, that's led me to put together my own projects to be cast for different projects like it's so crazy I'm like seeing all of this like all of these things start to happen as I'm stepping into my singlehood it's very it's very I love it it's very interesting I it's just and 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 you know what? It's so funny that we're going to be talking about Real Housewives of New York because most of them bitches was single most of the 15 years it was on the air any fucking way. And they're still like, yeah, because you had, Kelly was single, you had, I mean, pretty much even to they, like, even if they don't stay, like, start single, they end up married or it's the opposite where they're married and they stay single. Like, New York, I feel like out of all the franchises are the ones that are, it's very, like, not a lot of them are married. Like, I don't even think any they of them are for me. Like I think there was a time where every single one of them were single at the same time. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was the season with um, after Carol left because it was Tinsley, Sonia, Bethany, and then it was after Tom to so Luann, Sonia, and the Ramona. Yeah, they were all single. Girl, y'all better go off. So, I, I don't know. It, I, I, it's um, like circling back, we dove into all of my personal business to say that, you know, all of, this whole break that we ended up taking did kind of come at a convenient time because it did allow me time to access through the things that I'm going through and kind of get my shit together so that I wouldn't be on here talking about my divorce and crying. <laughs> that would have been morbid. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that we both can come back to the show in a space where like- Yes, in a good head space. Yeah, like we're both happier. We're in a good space and there's so much other shit going on like we both have things happening like we're both feeling good like i think it was necessary and at the end of the day like we have a pretty decent catalog built up already it's like y'all have things i can listen to it's fine yes there's a lot going on in the bravo universe right now a lot and of all like you got the whole Sandoval thing going on you have the whole there's just and then all the divorces Eva's divorce Joanna's divorce yo Drew's I, divorce let's talk about all the divorces because we have all been of them. we've been chatting about this behind the scenes we have. because Megan said like we literally talk every day so like so it so started like, off with Eva. No, was Drew first or was Eva first? Drew was first. Drew was first. And that was around, was that around the same? Well, technically Ralph was first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ralph knew first. 
technically Ralph was first. So, yeah. Go ahead. Ralph was the one who filed, like Drew didn't know about it, right? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was reported that Ralph went and filed for divorce, right? And then the next day, it was reported that Drew had actually filed 61 minutes earlier. So I was like, uh, wait a First of all, how do you misreport that? But then they were saying that the reason why hers didn't go through was because I think she went back and amended something after he um, filed his paperwork. So once she saw what he filed, she went back and amended her paperwork and then her divorce filing came out. I think it's been a while since I've studied their their case because you know, I don't really like Drew, so I don't really care. But um, for the sake of being a properly professional journalist, um, <laughs> um, I, it, 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 I said, girl, let me find out Ralph done up and moved with Anthony to Tampa girl mm-hmm. I said that is cra- like and mind you I it's hard to say that I'm surprised that Ralph and Drew got divorced I've been saying they not gonna last I've been telling Drew to leave yeah yeah I mean I think we all kind of knew I've been telling Drew to leave him but it does kind of like it surprises me that she actually up and left him you know what I mean yeah like it's like yeah like like it's one of those things where it's like when it happens it's like yeah we all knew it needed to happen but it's like oh damn she actually left well damn mm-hmm. and mm. Ralph being petty as he is them two racing down the mother racing down the 405 or down the Peachtree Street or wherever the street is down to the Atlanta down to the courthouse hold on Child, you know I got all types of animal kingdoms in here, child. I got dogs that's acting fool. Hold on. Yes, baby, I'm recording what? Bring it here, sweetheart. You know we got kids and things, child. Y'all hold on, I'm sorry. I get it. Uh, you don't, I get it. What you need me to do? What you done, bro? Oh, you hit it upside down. Okay, there you go. No problem, baby. Can you pull my door up when you go out? Thank you. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, I mean, I just I was I not surprised at all that that the marriage ended. I was just shocked that she that one she actually filed. I was shocked that she filed. But the fact of the way that Ralph has been handling this, it just it just proves my point of why she needed to leave his ass. Like y'all being petty, racing down to the damn courthouse trying to find a divorce. Really? Really? Yeah. I just and then I was reading that um with Eva that her husband doesn't even want a divorce, that he said he's gonna continue to fight for her. That broke my damn heart. Listen, I love Eva and Michael Sterling. I love I them. love, they even each other out so, like they remind me a lot about me and my husband. Like, like he seems just so mellow and chill and like he knows like when like, he, you know, like, and that's what I feel like with my, like me and my husband, like he's so chill and mellow and he knows like how to calm me down. Like, 
like, why I'm very depressed about that because like all the stuff like Marley and he was in the middle of adapting her like yes I really I don't know I just I'm praying that like I don't know like I know a lot of people like there's reasons a lot of reasons for divorce like there are like your situation I feel like like what, what you're telling us and I feel like divorce is an answer for a lot like Drew and Ralph absolutely but like why what was so bad with Eva and and like what happened was her cheating was there like a trusting issue like did she outgrow like I don't know like I'm hoping it's not like she's really coming into like her acting role I'm like is it just you're outgrowing the marriage and I'm like I don't I don't I don't know I really hope it really does leave a lot of questions and like I'll say this to your point divorce is not something that I wanted it was something that nobody does nobody Nobody does like it feels like it was something I was pushed to right and so you know it's not something that I advocate for like I'm not even though I did just spend two minutes before telling no I technically did spend two seasons telling Drew to leave her husband but yeah that was all in jest you know we gotta bring a little comedy to our journalism but um but like Drew is also a special case because that man is a gaslight demon oh he's horrible not only just to her but to everybody else (laughs) Like Lenny deserves to burn in hell with a fresh pair of divorce papers stapled to his forehead. Oh my God! But, Did you see what his mistress put on her Instagram bio? No, because I don't even he know said, how to find her Instagram. She, I only saw it because you know I follow literally everybody on Instagram. But she literally said in her bio, "Money, whoever said money doesn't buy you happiness, obviously never paid for a divorce." Ooh. Hmm. See, she the type of bitch. She's gonna get her butt whooped in the streets. Fuck her up every time you see her. Like, she the type of person that Lisa fans could stomp her ass out down to the carnival. Yeah. And I wouldn't even be upset. Like, I'm usually the person to be like, Bravo fans act a fucking fool. Y'all need to calm the fuck down doing all this. But if somebody sent her death threats, I'd be like, Mm. Let me mm. talk for about an hour. Let me take a personal day from social media. Who <laughs> 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 won't break? I'd be like, girl, I got time for that. Cause like, what really made me want to beat her ass for real and, and, and was that and, lick and lip violence? You know, we ain't been here in a while, but we still don't condone violence most of the time. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like. When that bitch licked her lips, licked her lips, Lisa in the club, I would have turned my phone off and hit that bitch with a bottle. Yeah, I, I, a bottle at the bottle. Like, I would have hit that bitch with a Casamigos bottle. Dead ass. Like, no, actually, I would have hit her with a Patron bottle because I would have been able to get a better grip on it and yeah. really her shit wide. And, and it, it's thick, so it would have, yeah. It would have wore her ass to the well, the whiter me. Sorry. Black people used to say when, when you know, we were growing up, you know, I, I'm gonna bust your head to the white me. But, you know, she already, you know. Anyway. She already white. She already there. So, to the pink me. The pink me. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Yeah. I would her ass out. Like, yeah. I would have yeah. out that. Like, every time I see her, I would fuck her up. And, to, and I swear to God, like, she would be the person that if I even heard anything about that bitch breathing in the same zip code as my children, I would call the police and the court. Yeah. Yeah, like, it'd be over. Like, it'd be, it'd be on, like, Donkey Kong. Like, she's the type of bitch that create crazy baby mamas and divorces. Deadass. Like, mm. I, mm-mm, mm-mm, honey, no ma'am. And it's crazy because, like, going back to, like, Eva, like, that was the one that was the surprise. Like, that's the one that literally came out of the clear blue sky for me. But... You know, there's a couple things that it it all just left me with questions. Like when Michael came out and was like, I'm gonna fight for my wife, I don't want a divorce, da 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 da. Yeah. My first mind was to go negative and be like, Oh, so he was cheating. Okay, okay, cool. There we go. Got right. it. Right. But then I was like My thought too. Right. So I was like, okay, so now we know he was cheating. There it is. Um, shout out to Carlton. And there it is. Um, but like, then I took a step back. I was like, because you know, I'm grown now. You know, I'm older than housewives now. So, you know, I got to be more, more, more responsible with my journalism. Because, you know, we as podcast hosts are, you know, real journalists. You know, hey, Portia. So, I'm going to mute myself, but continue to talk. Okay. So, um, it's just crazy because with her, when he came out, I, I took a step back and I was like, okay, maybe it's not him cheating. Maybe there is a situation of like, you know, this is Eva the Diva. Maybe she, and I saw a theory online that, that made me think, and it was like, you know, Eva has had a lot of critical interactions and a lot of traumatic situations go down in her dating history, right? And when you look at the trajectory of Eva's dating history that we know of, she has a history of dating, you know, men who are not necessarily comparable or comparable. I'm not exactly sure sure how that word is pronounced to Michael Sterling, right? That's not shade to Michael Sterling, but in an example of that, Michael Sterling is to Russell Wilson as what Kevin McCall was to Future. And Eva is Sierra in this situation. You Do you get what I mean? Like, you know, Michael is her Russell Wilson. When she was used to dating all of these rapper, thuggish, urban, you know, rough around the edges type of dudes. And I think maybe she is at a point now where she is not she could not now well i well i'm not gonna say that this is my thought but i did hear this theory and it was like okay th- this could be plausible i heard that she could just be in a place where she yeah i mean that's what i think sorry about that but that's what i kind of figured like i i don't know see i re- i thought too fidelity but i don't know I, like, I just kind of, like, and as sad as it is, I kind of wanted to just be a man, being a man, and, and, like, he just fucked off and he just cheated so we can just say fuck him and move on. Because that's easier to accept, right? Right. Exactly. One, it also feels like there's a sexist double standard that I'm about to imply here, but a part of me doesn't want it to be like Eva is just tired of being with a good man, and so she want to get out in these streets. 
Right. But yeah. Just, but when that theory was presented to me, I was like, it does sound like it could be a very plausible type of sit, sit, situation because it could be a situation where he's like, listen, I didn't want this, but she's just not happy. Especially yes. in this past season of Love is Blind, I could believe that she just wants something else and he's not ready to let his family go. Yeah, but I also feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that is just such a, I, see, I don't want to down talk anybody's feelings and I don't because I'm not that type of person and I don't know what the full situation is, but I just feel like that's just a crappy way to like get out. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. It's like, I completely that's fucked just up. not a reason. It's like, when you're growing right. as a, when you're growing as a person and you're married, like you're supposed to grow as a couple. Like, why do you feel like the need to kind of like, you know? Run. Like, anyway. run. listen, this is where I get, listen, <laughs> this is what's personal for me because I feel like I'm, this is another big part of my situation. Do you get what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. You know, we've had conversations about this behind the scenes, but like just relating to this, like I feel like that was kind of my situation where it just kind of feels like my husband got to a level in his career where he was like he's in a he's in a particular yeah. space, and I just feel like that space disconnected him from a relationship, and it just kind of felt like okay, well, you have a whole other life out there that I don't know anything about, and now you're not like I supported you to get to your career dream. and now you need him to support you and then he's just like deuces and deuces and it's very frustrating because it's like what did I do all of that for like you know what I mean and so seeing that it really doesn't make me want to like it, like it really makes me hope that it's not that because and I think that that's more of, that that's more of a personal thing because it's like, well, damn, like now just because you're at a new level of success, now all of a sudden you want to trade in your, your good man that that held you down all these years for a new toy. Like, I don't, I hope that that doesn't have anything to do with it. However, I also hope that there isn't a fidelity part that plays into it. Once again, me and my husband were together for 13 years. So <laughs> we, we went through a lot, but like, it's just, it, it just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, I just really hope. I, I just, I, I just, bring your ass back to Housewives and let us know what the fuck going on. Because <laughs> I, I that, do, I know. That is, that is going to bake my noodle. That is going to grind my gears. That is going to, that, yeah. that is going to, we need to find, yeah. Because that one is crazy. Who else getting divorced? Um, it was, Joanna, but I don't even know her husband, so I can't even judge that situation. But just it was Drew and Eva, um, and then we Ariana and Tom, which that's a whole different sitch. Listen, the Ariana and Tom of it all is really like I really want to catch Raquel in the street. I really want to catch that Rachel bitch in the street. See, I feel like everybody had the same reaction. So you saw the reaction. Oh, okay. Um, Tom and Ariana call it quotes for nine years. I mean, that alone, I was like, oh my God. Like, I didn't and then, even. Like, what an hour, like an hour later, it came out that 
it was because he had a seven month affair with Raquel. I'm like, see, what? I missed that headline. See, this is how you know Megan is the real journalist of this podcast. <laughs> I missed that whole headline. All I got, all I know is I woke up from a nap and all I get is four to ten DMs from Megan being like, bitch, what the fuck happened? Like, what is going on here? Oh my no. girl, what happened? Like, <laughs> it, it's insane. Like, I, what, I want to say one thing about that and then we can eventually get into why we're really here, but whatever. I am, like, I was hardcore Vanderpump rules for a long, until, like I said, this past season. I did not watch the last season. I did not. I skipped it. I thought it, I heard the it was horrible. Like, I'm like, do I even waste my time? Like, Stassi and Kristen are gone, and Jax and Brittany, I'm like, it's probably not going to even be good. And I'm like, uh, it is what it is. And, and then I'm like, what, like, Ariana, if you just recall just Ariana as a person, Ariana first off is my all-time favorite. Always yeah. has been and always will be. She ride or dies for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And Raquel was one of the, probably the main one. Yes. Like anybody this- had an issue with Raquel, Ariana was right there. And they've been saying like Raquel was best friends with Ariana. I'm like best friends. I want Ariana to fuck this bitch up so bad. So bad. Like I just, it's so wrong. And then I was reading recently. Remember Billy? Do you remember who Billy is? I do remember. Wait, was wait was Billy, Billy was the the trans the transgender. Yeah, she was the transgender ma- um, female that came on. She was, she, I don't even know if she worked there. I, she was alive, but I do remember Billy, yeah. Yeah, well, she got fired because, like, everybody, the whole, like, producer said she was they a just hated her ass. <laughs> They just hated her ass, so she got they fired hate- from her. She, she got, got fired from Yeah, so for the longest time, her and... Tom and Ariana were all like really good. If you remember that season, Ariana went ham over Billy, like to everybody, to Katie and to Lala and everybody. Like, and then recently it was caught, Billy was caught sleeping over Tom's house. And like, and everyone was calling her out for it, like, including Kristen, and said, Ariana's supposed to be one of your best friends. Like, what? why are you siding with Tom? And what then are you doing? What are you doing? And then like, then she put out a post about saying that, I don't know why I'm getting so much hate. Tom made a mistake. I just so love my friend for making a mistake. And I'm like, I don't even think it's that's the issue is like, where are you for Ariana? You know what I mean? Like, where are you for her? Like you're only being there for Tom. So I guess now like Ariana unfollowed Billy from and she said it was a funeral. It was like a funeral because both their friends like separated. I'm like, but it doesn't really seem like they were both your friend if you're only supporting Tom. Yeah, you're that's- only supporting Tom. Like it's always about Tom. Like don't that's let it be about Tom. Don't let it be about Tom. Don't let it be about Tom. Speaking of Luann, we didn't see her in this episode for more than like five seconds. I was kind of disappointed. You know, it was really interesting. I was like, girl, where the hell was Luann? I was like, but she sure was talked about heavily at that damn <laughs> lingerie party. They they <laughs> showed both ass up down to that lingerie party, but Lu- I, I was like, girl, okay, Luann. Girl, Do God you wanna, bless 
Are you ready to jump in? Um, let it, us take a quick break and yes. then we will come back and actually dive into the episode now that we're through just kind of like catching up and shooting the shit. Yes, because it's been a minute. Yes, we'll be right back, guys. All right. All right, we are back. We took a little break. We are back. Um, so let's get into really why we're here. So we're recapping. We are into the New York Housewife franchise right now. Kind of excited too that we finally got here. I did say like after like April, things kind of like kicked back up everywhere. So we are on Real Housewives of New Jersey season eight, episode two. Uh, New York. First air- yeah, first aired. April 13th, 2016, and the episode was called An Intimate Affair. Um, so it starts off by Jules is prepping breakfast for her husband. Um, I just thought it was kind of funny that she didn't know how to use the coffee pot. She was like really struggling on how to make coffee. Um, I just felt like she was juggling so much stuff in the morning. like all this stuff beforehand I'm just like oh my god like girl (laughs) how are you not like the first note that I have is that her husband has a lot of product in his hair that early yeah and he's so much shorter than like I'm no I'm never like one to judge on that but like he's so much shorter than her they divorced like right after this then aired I think really yeah they're divorced now yeah she was like she got into like some trouble like a little like a couple years ago um she ended up going to jail for domestic violence like her she like hit her ex-husband with an umbrella or something like it was like a whole thing i'm like did you know like she has a lot of mental health issues like you she like you divorced her. You had you you started dating like immediately after you guys divorced. So you were probably dating while she you guys were married. Like, why are you gonna do that to your ex-wife? Like, I don't know. I'm not. I don't. Pro- I don't even think she hit him. I think she hit his car. She hit his car. That's what it was. She didn't hit him. She hit his car. Oh wow, that's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. So let's let's arrest someone with already issues. That yeah. Okay. Whatever. I- couple notes about this scene though that I wanted to discuss with you just just like funny shit that was going on in this scene <laughs> the coffee pot one was the coffee pot because I was like girl like it was a really weird coffee pot though it it was an interesting coffee pot but I was it like it was like a grinder I don't even think it was it was a grinder it was weird looking like I don't even know like I probably would have acted the same way for me my issue with this whole scene was these eggs the eggs the eggs look like pasta yeah they're so weird looking like i would what? not eat that and then I she tells him not to eat them all because she wanted some and then he ended up eating them all like oh my god that is such a mom issue to have. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a mom thing like you're it's always just like moms don't they get to eat last and like yeah that was so mean i was like oh my god the girl doesn't like the girl already has like obviously like she talks about it she's anorexic you know but like save the girl some eggs i was like save the girl some eggs but it did look like she almost drowned her kid when she was getting them ready for school though and one of them looked like 
and the runner of her getting the um kids ready look like she like splashed her kid with water in the face by accident. I was like, did you almost drown the baby? Like what happened? Like what is going on? Oh, I also forgot to mention this part too, but like when they're leaving, like the dad like she said that the dad likes to take the little boy to school. It's like their bonding moment. And then the little girl is like screaming to leave. Like and the dad's just standing there. I'm like poor Jules like I felt like oh this poor girl and she's like I have three kids one is like six one is nine and like one is 45 and so she's yeah. like oh my god that yeah. shit was oh my god yeah no that's all I had yeah um I <laughs> it cuts to Bethany and the floor the store I don't know if you have anything before this, but the first note no, that I, I have, Dorinda can't refuse a drink, and yes. Bethany is scared with the bot with the glass of champagne, literally, basically in her hand already. Like, yeah, she already knew. It's funny because like, she so she's at the jewelry store. She's getting herself a birthday gift. Good for her. Good for her. Good for um, her. Dorinda does um, meet her, and then yeah, the the drink thing. I thought that was funny. Um. Dorinda is defending John and then Bethany's just like to the the jewelry store owners and then Bethany's like sitting there like you don't you don't have to explain John to them like that's your that's your boyfriend it's it's like it's okay and like I never noticed it before until Bethany pointed out Bethany does say that Dorinda has to sell John to everybody and I really get I noticed that as like she really said it I'm like I'm kind of like looking back I'm like but she really does, and it's like, why? Like, she because does. he's he's a creeper. He's a he's just a creep. You know, I don't really remember a lot of her interactions with with John. Like, like, like I was watching around this time because Bethany was back, so like I was watching for Bethany mostly. But I wasn't a consistent watcher even then, right? So, so yeah. I kind of remember John, but I don't really oh, remember. I, hate, I did not but, like John. I didn't like John from the second like he came on the screen. Watching the part where Dorinda stops by the cleaners, we'll 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 get to it when we get to it. And she yeah. has that interaction with him. I didn't necessarily think he was a bad guy, but I thought that that whole entire conversation. Well, the season before this one, when like with Kristen and Heather and all them, Kristen, like he was like touching Kristen. Like he, like I'll have to see if I could find the scene and send it to you. But he was like yeah. dancing behind her. Like, I don't know. I it I just don't anyway. There was a uh, couple things we needed to talk about before we got to John. Just about Bethany's birthday. Because I had a couple uh, questions. Yes. What what the hell is tailgate chic? I'm gonna assume it's like a backyard barbecue type, but put chic at the end of it. <laughs> was like what in the Dorit 17 years ago is going the fuck on right now I was like what it's yeah. a fuck is tailgate chic like what is this and yeah. what she further explained it and she won me over when she was like basically <laughs> I just wanted to use my fire pits and yeah, I created so cute. I and was like love about that yes I was like there you go you got me 
There you that's go. That's it. That's all you had to say. Just say fire pit. And then I get it. Like she's in the Hamptons. You gotta, and you know, you gotta kind of throw like chic at the end of it. Yes. Now, another thing that I wanted to talk about is the skinny girl product placement. In the scene. Where was it? If Where you, was it? If you go back and watch the um scene when um, Dorinda comes in and she's talking to, to Bethany and they're sitting down. If you look just over Bethany's shoulder, there's a bottle of like is skinny... It the, uh, is it a drink? It, yeah. It's like this like juice. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right over her shoulder. And then I was looking I at the link. I did not hear one fucking word they said this entire that's why I had to rewind it back was because I was so busy looking at the label of the champagne bottle in the thing. I was like, is that a skinny girl champagne bottle? That's so funny. <laughs> that bitch better get her product placement. I was like, it's the She it's the- does it all the time. And I'm fine with that. I mean, like, she made a really I good point. It. Like, the one, I forgot which season it was, but it was one of the season where Bethany calls Luann a dumb drag queen. Do you remember that? Yes. So she, that exact scene, why she called Luann that, she's like, Luann's like, I can't believe you're driving around in a um, a Volkswagen skinny girl car. She's like, why? She's like, well, you know, and then she's like, well, you can roll around in Prada bags and you can roll around in um, a Rolls Royce, but I can't roll around in this, you know, skinny girl car. Like, it's my product. Why not promote my own thing? And she's right. Like, you can, they're all promoting, they're all promoting all these other products you know they're wearing all this different stuff and it's like yeah why can't she you know why she sold skinny girl <coughs> excuse me for like a hundred million dollars <coughs> and they sell in they use Birkin bags yes yes yep that is yes. exactly right like I thought it was brilliant I was like y'all want to bre- y'all want to talk shit about Bethany for always placing skin any girl in it every goddamn thing I was like that's doing what she was supposed to do my favorite skinny girl product placement of all time it is the uh-huh. best it is the scene when she's literally crying to Luann what? telling her about Tom and she is clutching <laughs> <laughs> it's she such is- a vibe it's a fucking vibe she is clutching this she's bottle literally shaking as she's i just love her i'm shaking I, i'm physically shaking and she literally says in the scene hand me that bottle of skinny girl i said yes <laughs> i just love her so much like i don't get me wrong i love my girl Teresa and Teresa, but bethany was my number one like Bethany was my number one housewife where I was like that's my girl no Tamara was but Bethany like I actually think I like Bethany more than I like Tamara like it goes like Bethany in a very close second is Teresa and then it's Tamara and you know I think I might like Lisa more than Tamara like those are my top like four but like Tamara's kind of like been pissing me off lately and I thought I'd never say that but that's a whole different situation but like Bethany is just so. But in comparison to Bethany and Tamara, I've always like. I like Tamara for entertainment purposes, but I've always related more to Bethany because Bethany makes me laugh because I relate to her smart, quick-witted, very logical. She's so quick-witted; it's insane. Like, how do you come up with this stuff? 
it's like she's sitting on a vault and every time like somebody says something like oh hold on let me hurry up and put it in bethany's mouth like it's insane to me like sometimes you could like not with bethany but you can tell like like for example phaedra when she run the hell out of kenya obviously that was scripted you could tell amazing comeback though but like yeah. that was scripted Bethany it was very but yes. it was a very scripted read. It was well written, but it was a very because she messed up in the beginning. You yeah. know, she, you know, Kenya is going around talking about my husband and my, you yes. know, the father, my children. Yep. I was like, oh, man, she fucked up the script. I was like, but man, that's she fine. But the, it, it worked out great. It was a great read. It's a read that will go forever down in history. She but Bethany, it home. yes, Bethany, you cannot like that nothing is scripted like it's she's quick-witted she says it how it is she doesn't care like and it's sometimes it's nobody not even like me nobody could have nobody could have scripted mention at all nobody could have scripted pass me that bottle of skinny girl like yeah. nobody could have scripted don't let it be about Tom it's yeah. about yeah. <laughs> it's just freaking hilarious um so Carol shows up um, to the jewelry shopping. I loved Carol and Bethany's friendship. I really loved it. And I feel like Carol did a switch and that's why like they're not friends anymore. My opinion, I, I mean, I'm sure like others who are like, no, Bethany's horrible. And so, I feel like ever since Tinsley came along, like kind of like Carol kind of pushed Bethany like back to the back warmer. I would have to go back and watch to have a more informed opinion on that. Yeah, maybe we'll but recover I, that soon. But like, that's just my opinion on it. Like, I, I love their friendship though. I really did. For me, I liked their friendship in the scene. But for me, I didn't really give a damn about their friendship in the scene. I just like Carol. Like, Carol is gorgeous. Like, is naturally gorgeous. Like, you know, you have people like that are pretty. Like, they put the makeup on. They put. They, you know, they do the fillers and they do the both. Obviously, you know, she does like Botox and stuff, but she's just like, especially her first season. Oh my God, like the body. She's just, she's got a nice body. Like she's funny and she, she's like, but she's know. also like, very entertaining. Like I yeah, love, like she has a dry sense of humor. And I love that. Like yeah. I love, like that's like, I, I absolutely love that. And, Probably because I think I have a dry sense of humor, even Me though it's too. like soaking fucking wet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I just like it's just something about Carol in this episode. I just could not take my eyes off her. I was like, she is everything. My favorite is when <laughs> my favorite Carol scene is it was last season. It was the same episode where Luann goes, "Don't be all uncool or whatever." It's this, that scene and she goes I was awakened by two manly voices one was Luann's <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite Carol moment ever I love when Carol picks on Luann like it is it just makes me I don't know it makes me so happy like it the way she picks on because she's not really that mean to Luann but she says the funniest things about I just can't. I I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Rewatch the Carol years. I want to go back and rewatch the um Carol years. You Carol should go right back and watch all of New York. Like when I so like I said, like I broke my ankle two years or was it two years ago. 
2020, yeah. So I binge watched all of the Housewives in New York was one of like the first one and it was like the best decision I except I hated season four, but that was so boring. It had this moment, it's like the camel part, but like other than that, like what rewatching New York was probably the best decision I ever did. It was amazing and I just I loved it. Like so many funny things I forgot about. I did thoroughly enjoy this episode. The last I had on this scene of them at the Skinny Girl product placement party <laughs> um, was Dorinda's look in her confessional. With the blue dress, like the bluish dress on, I think. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to have a talk. I, I want to ask you about this because I was trying to figure out what this was because I love it. But I also don't know if it if she's appropriating Asian culture. <laughs> like, what is going on? Because it's a beautiful garment. Bluish. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it's a shirt, if it's a dress. I don't know what I think it's a dress. It's a jacket. I don't know what this is, but the fabric itself is beautiful. It's probably there and Asian dresses that was popular back in the day when culture appropriation wasn't a conversation. Oh, when people were just like wear them, yeah, probably. <laughs> wear those to parties and shit, and just put their um, hair. Put a what? What was wrong them. with this? Like, I thought it was one of those moments, and I was like, is she doing that? Like, is that what's happening? Here? I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to try to see if I can find a picture that we can really like judge about it. Yeah, because we'll up on the podcast. Thing. Yeah, but the more that I kept looking at it, I was like, it's so beautiful. But I was like, wait, is this one of those, like, those quote-unquote Chinese dresses that the girls was wearing just as casual fashion back in the day? I'm going to try to see if I can find a confessional look. Yeah, I'm going to well, try to see if I Well, while you're looking, I will just, just stall and bullshit by saying, I wrote this down twice in my notes. I love a New York apartment. I do too love a New York apartment I said it when I was watching Jules get the kids ready for school when they hit that front door and it looked like they front door went straight to the elevator bitch I loved it like I actually agree with you it's just something because it's not quite modern but it's not old like it's just like archetype type thing I agree with you 100%. I said I it when watching Jules get ready for school. And then I have it again when we get to Sonia and Luann. And I think that they're at Sonia's apartment. And I was like, I, I love Sonia's townhouse. Townhouse. Yes. Come on, townhouse. I was like, that New York real estate is fucking beautiful. I don't it, know if I would ever want to live there just because it's so goddamn expensive. It's but so expensive. I would love to live in a New York type of real estate, like like in that type of high-rise type of apartment. Cause motherfucking Ramona's apartment was laid too. And she yes. Took- oh my and she re- just redid it too. Like it wasn't like that before. And yes. I'm trying to think Bethany's apartment was really nice. Carol, I love Carol's. Carol's might have been my favorite. Oh yes, Carol's apartment was beautiful. I'm we'll to think there. But I don't remember. But yeah, I I loved it. I do want to mention one thing about 
the last the last note I have of this um the end of that scene where Dorinda says she nares John's back girl listen I wanted to gag Bethany was literally gagging I'm like listen I have a few different feelings about that because I am somebody who has a lot of body hair right my husband does too I don't have a lot of back hair but I have a lot of body hair right and that's just by choice because I like you know I like looking yeah I could never do that to him I don't even care if he paid me like no now I don't think I have a lot of hair on, on my back though but I just for me I don't necessarily get grossed out by body hair right I, I don't think it doesn't bother me but I just I think it's just it's John like my husband's body hair I actually find it very attractive I do like it unless it's all over my house and I have to clean it up but yeah. I actually find it very attractive like I like his and he doesn't really have a lot of back hair like he doesn't really he has a lot of chest hair yeah like yeah like my body here is like on my chest and my torso but it's not on my back though now i don't know if like i've never been with anybody who has back hair so i don't know how i would feel about it if i would be grossed out by it but as somebody who does like having body hair i don't know how i would feel about that but yeah and why would you want to like nair? I don't know. That like why nair? You're gonna use nair? I don't know. Like maybe, but I'm like people talk about waxing other places. Why? Like that that rolls a question for me. Why is specifically nairing and waxing people's back disgusting? But people talk about waxing their whole vaginal cavities, and it is just common. I think it's just like the fact I don't know I don't like John so maybe that's like the fact of it all like John reminds me a lot of like I don't know I can't put my picture like my finger on who he reminds me of but he gives me a lot of like Randall Emmett vibes that's fair that's fair he is a very fair example but it is like a kind of stereotype of like back hair is no I get it a random thing and I I think hair I'm just not a like I don't know I think wax I don't like to wax like waxing freaks me out I have never waxed I do not enjoy the process of shaving even though I like having hair everywhere but my face like I don't like having facial hair but I do like having hair everywhere else like I don't even wax my eyebrows like I I get them threaded I don't even have eyebrows so I don't even have that problem You tell me that all the time. <laughs> I don't have those issues. I don't even have eyebrows. It's just, yeah. Um, it's but when we get to Sonia's apartment, yes, there's please. a thing I wanted to say. Blue and <laughs> I live in a new, I, I live for Sonia's townhouse. One. I love Sonia. Two, I love wallpaper. Like, Sonia I makes. Do, I think I'm the, I thought I was like the only one. I like Sonia's townhouse. I might be one of many, like not many, but I absolutely adore her townhouse. I think it is just. <laughs> but you know I why we townhouse? It's because we're old enough to live in that townhouse now. Oh my god, <laughs> we're housewives now. We're housewives now. But I will say, as someone who is going 
through a divorce now well we haven't filed or anything but like as somebody who's like going like who's separated from their husband hearing Luann talk about being a being a hopeless romantic made me want to choke Luann is not a hopeless romantic Luann is enjoys company of men like and there's nothing wrong with that embrace it girlfriend but like the second Luann got divorced from the count man like she opened up her legs and her mind <laughs> like it's over I want the company of men like like ain't nothing wrong with going through your whole phase there's I, not there's not some people may try to shade you for it because you're going through your whole phase in your 50s and your 60s but girl like just be glad you out here still hot enough to, to be going through a whole phase like I can't with you- Louis necklace <laughs> I, I don't mind a statement piece. I have <laughs> But really, that one was bad. <laughs> that it's it's moments like this that really it really makes me be able to pinpoint my moments of maturity. Because <laughs> Yes. I used to be one of those people who would really go for it. And I <laughs> I have a statement necklace that I would wear, but it's not Me in that too. I had statement. Everybody had them, but I don't know why. Just this one, and then my thing with Luann is I don't hate Luann. I don't. I don't. Nest Luann's not on my top of favorites. I know she's an iconic housewife. I find Luann to have a lot of embarrassing moments, and I don't know why, but I laugh at them. Like, <laughs> does that make sense in any way? It does, absolutely. Because speaking specifically about this statement necklace, it's not, it's not, <laughs> well, well, I can't even remember what the necklace looks like. <laughs> necklace specifically, it's, it's how you like, wish. It's like jade, like obviously the jade stone, and then it's beaded, but big beads, and they're like separate. I'm going to find it. This is it's going a- on. I got the the shirts of Dorinda, so that's going on the, in- the Instagram. Um, yes let me I'm gonna find it I'm gonna find yeah. it it's not what you wear it's how you wear it and I think that and she had like the mink stole I don't know she it was a mess I'm not and then the hair flip I just can't I, I'm I'm gonna just no <laughs> because there was a lot of conversation they were having that was clearly you know descriptive of you know past episodes what happened with um with Carol and Adam? I forgot. So okay, so Carol started dating Adam. So they met through Luann, not even through Luann. At Luann's house, he was at he's a chef. So he was being a chef for a party that Luann was hosting. That Carol was there. She introduced himself to her. So Carol, so Adam is Luann's ex. No, Luann's niece's ex-boyfriend. Was it the young guy? The young guy. I remember him. I was like, I didn't he's even very, remember. He's very good looking. Like, he's a very good Go, go, you go, Carol. That's all I'm You go, Carol. I don't, you go, Glenn Coco. Yeah. I'm looking for her. I love that. Listen, if, if old ass men can be out here fucking 30 year old Absolutely. women. Absolutely. Carol, you better get your motherfucking peace. It's 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 especially while while you out here being a bad bitch. Carol is still a bad bitch out here 
with her little bitty titties. I relate to you, girl. We'll get to that later. But I was yeah. like, girl, yeah, like, girl, what, what's wrong with her fucking on a young, young, young boy? So what? Yeah, there's not. And good for, and Luann was, said a lot of nasty things about it. And, you know, you know, Luann be Luann. Lu- Luann be Luannin. And my last note for this scene was Sonya being so casual about the date is so mean. Like, girl, what? Like, girl, so what? So what? Yeah. Girl, grow up. Anyway. Oh, I dropped. Where did my notes go? Oh, there they are. Okay. Um, we get to Ramona's apartment, child. Dorinda yes. shows that, There we go. And yes. she just so, curtain beach. So her apartment look actually I her apartment looks very nice. It does. She just took down them damn curtains and it changed everything. Yeah. It changed everything. She got them big ass fucking windows. Now now mind you, does Ramona not have air conditioning in her house? Or what? Or she does because if you remember at the end of this scene, they they sit on they it. Like they're sitting on the air conditioner, right? So I was like, does she not have central heat and air? Does that not exist in New York? Oh, maybe maybe in the certain apartments it doesn't. But like, um, I was laughing because Dorinda said that between the light, the lighting, the and light, this, man, coming, I'm gonna yeah, myself. the menopause. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. I was like, yes, Dorinda. <laughs> She is so funny. She mean is but funny. Funny. Oh my god. But I but I did think it was like I could oh God, I'm getting ready to say something so crazy. Racism aside, problematic problematic behavior aside, I can see why white people got caught up in the Ramona chokehold for all these years. Ramona is says some really she has said some really funny things and Ramona has some very iconic tagline I think all of hers are iconic she has some I, good you know one of them but I but just watching this episode of New York I was like I can see why New York had the girls in a chokehold for so damn long because this episode was funny as shit but in a real dry like like not even laugh out loud but just saying lol out loud type of way yeah it was good it was really fucking good but I just girl I just it was a lot for me but why why there was a couple things in this in this scene when they get to Ramona's apartment that I didn't understand why did Ramona say Sonia Morgan's name her full name like that when she says Sonia's calling me like it's Sonia Morgan like like you don't know her yeah that was weird to me. I was like, why are you saying her full name like that? That's strange. And then I don't know why this hit me for some reason, but this touched me in a different type of way, and I don't know why. Dorinda's saying some people are just comfortable, or no, some people are just toler- tolerant with discomfort. For some reason, that line just hit me so hard. I don't know why it just, it just struck me. Like I got chills when she said, "Some people are just tolerant with discomfort," and you know, and I was just like, Ooh. "Okay," like made you kind of think about it. Yeah, 
Yeah, like it just caught, like it really paused me for a second. I don't even really know why. But for some reason, those words just stuck with me. I have to really take time and think that out. Yeah. But that was really it that I had on this scene. I'm so anxious to get to my next note. Did you have anything for this scene? No, I'm done with that. Um, so we de- we come we come back to Carol and Bethany. They meet for dinner. Is this the scene you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Um, so they start out by talking about her Carol and Adam's relationship. Carol tells Bethany that she only has five good summers left, and Adam has like twenty. Yes. I want to go right back to when she walks in. There's something that Bethany says that it is so quirky and it's so fucking funny to me. She says, do you have on dark mascara? Oh yeah. She was like, have you been having sex in the daytime? (laughs) Like what the fuck? I was like, oh, oh. I was like, wow. Yeah, okay, I forgot about that. Oh my god. See, I'm telling you, she's just the best. But for some reason, I like bellied over laughed at that. I was like, what about her mascara reads you've been having sex in the daytime? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I mean, I can see like your hair, but like I like 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 I could see it if your hair was disheveled and like, tossed or whatever. Yeah. But, like, on mascara in the daytime like have you been having sex in the day like i was like what is the correlation here she's so funny so i was like as a woman that's probably had sex in the daytime can you make that make sense for me because i did not get that i i couldn't even like explain like i have no idea i have another note in here i didn't realize how um maybe i'm not over my breakup as I think I am because the next note that I have about this scene is hearing people talk about dating gives me hives <laughs> <laughs> like legit that is the next note it's literally you have mascara on you have you been having sex during the day and then the next note is hearing people talk about dating gives me hives that is so freaking funny but then it gets to the note that you brought up about um the five summers yes and i was like five good summers left is a very morbid but very self-aware well well a very aware sense of self i was like i don't know how i feel about that so she says so after she says that she's like i'm not saying that i'm gonna die in five years but five years she says that in five years her life will be at a different point than his Um, yeah like her and she doesn't know where it'll take her yeah that's what she meant but it's just still so funny to say yeah like i was like do you really think you're gonna be like sophia petrillo in five years like (laughs) you were going with that like i was like Carol, what do you think is gonna happen to you in five years? Like, yeah, Carol. she's not that old. Like, I was so I was flabbergasted that she said that. Um, like, it just took me out. I was like, girl, damn. I know. So Carol tells Bethany how Luann was has said like nasty things to her on social media. Um, 
Carol says she's never seen. I thought this was funny. She said, "She said I've never seen someone so clueless of who she re- of who they really are in my life." And I think that is perfect sums up about Luann. Luann thinks she's this hot, talented singer. I don't even know what else to say, but that's who Luann thinks she is, and she's not. I don't think that, you know what I think it is about Luann. She's, I don't even know. Go ahead. Please tell me. I have a theory. Hot take. Hot take. I think Luann doesn't realize that she's a caricature. Yes. Luann doesn't even realize that, like, you know how, like, when you go to, like, street fairs and stuff, and, like, there's that artist that, like, does, like, the um, caricature drawings of, like, you yeah. with the small body and the big-ass fucking head? Yeah. I don't think that Luann realizes that she is that caricature drawing. <laughs> I think that's her reality. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sums it up really well. Cause like, she thinks she's like, she literally thinks she's- Hot shit. Fucking Dion. Yes. Fake ass cabaret singer. And she literally thinks she's she thinks she's Liza fucking Minnelli. Like, she yes. thinks she's Garland out here. She's not. Like, she's just... Luann's somebody I like to pick at. And I'm, that sounds so mean. And I don't want it to sound mean. But Luann, I'm, I just find myself always laughing at. You enjoy her level of delusion. Yes. Like, it is... In, like, it is... It is genuinely pleasurable to watch a woman be that delusional about like that blind of her own it, damn self yes like it's literally like she doesn't realize that her entire life is a parody of reality like Luann's yeah, entire it's not, yeah it's just it's not what she thinks it is and that's okay I mean I guess it's just it's working well for her but it's like she isn't in on the joke yeah right yeah everybody yeah thinks she is really out here giving these grand judy garland somewhere over the rainbow performances and people are really laughing at her because and she she thinks that like everyone's just jealous of her i'm like luann i mean what is there to be what is there to be jealous of i mean like what you patty labelle and you sound like Paul Giamatti. Like, what is going on, my guy? Like, I love you dearly. And that's not a read because I love a woman with a deep voice. But you <laughs> think you are Judy Garland. She's it, not, it, That's just who I feel like Luann. Oh, Luann is. And I feel like that was like the perfect explanation of it. Um, yeah her full-blown reality and I don't even want to break her from it I don't either like I just can't I I can't do it um so we should do you have anything else to say about it before we go to the uh dry cleaners (laughs) um no the only thing I have about that dry cleaner scene I don't have it's just fucking awkward and And I really didn't even write anything about her conversation with John. The only thing I have about Dorinda in this scene is at the end when she's like, um, 
Um, yeah. So we have all of these people coming and then so-and-so aren't coming and so-and-so aren't coming. So we're four <laughs> tits down, basically. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was Dorinda cracks me up. Um, the next so thing right about is when Ramona calls Bethany. Yeah, I was just you- about to say that. So this part yeah. cracked me up. So I, I want to say, so, okay. Ramona calls Bethany to wish her a happy birthday. So the day of the bra party is Bethany's birthday. Um, so she says, so we're going to a brassiere party. Yeah! And, then Bethany, and Bethany's like, a brassiere party? She says, I'm from the 60s. You're from the 70s. I say brassiere. You say bra. My mom was born in the 40s. No, 50s. 50s. And doesn't say brassiere. Like, what? It's not even an excuse. <laughs> I was like brazier though. Like for me, I say brazier ironically because of an like, episode just, of Golden Girls. And didn't I feel like didn't care? I don't know why. Didn't it feel a Potomac episode? I feel like Karen called it a brazier. Like I, seasons, I feel like she did. I can't recall, but I would never deny that. <laughs> Yeah, like it wouldn't surprise you, but like it wouldn't surprise me in the least. But Karen is a brazier wearing type of bitch. <laughs> Karen don't wear a bra. Karen wears a brazier. Karen like Luann, wears a Luann wears the brazier. Brazier, it is a brazier. But weird. <laughs> so it it caught me off. Like that's the type of shit that if Ramona wasn't racist, I would have fell in love with her for. Because I would that like, moment I, right there. Yes, shit like that. Cause I, my grandmother says brassiers. She does. She does. And I think she says it just because I find the word funny. I, I just can't. Um. So Ramon, so I'm not gonna say exactly what John said because I want to bring up a point later on in the episode when she actually tells Dorinda. But John said something about. Dorinda that one of Ramona's best friends overheard and I want to there's a reason why I want to wait to talk about it what we could talk about it but like I don't want to I want to wait but so Bethany tells there's a reason there's a reason why though so Bethany wants to um wants Ramona to bring it up Bethany said it would be you should bring it up I don't think she said to bring it up at the Brazier party because <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to call it now <laughs> um I don't know she may have I just may have overheard it um not I don't think she said to bring it up at the Brazier you are so fucking funny <laughs> I don't think she specifically said bring it up at the Brazier party <laughs> oh my god I can't um but that's really all I had on that scene and then do you have anything else before we get to the brassiere party? There was something that I did find funny. Why was Ramona scared to say the word fuck in this scene? Was she? I didn't there even know this. There's a note that I have. I was like, there's a note and it lit and it literally says, not Ramona scared to say the word fuck. It was like, I was like, what is going on with her? Like, like, like it, it seemed like she was, I didn't, I, I like she was describing what you're talking about. Uh, she was describing what Tom said about about um, about what John said about Dorinda, right? And in the scene, she was saying what John was saying, but yeah, 
it looked like she was oh, scared. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, like I had to talk myself through it to remember what the hell I wrote the note about, actually, because I'm starting to remember it now. But she was reenacting what he was saying, and it, it was like she was scared to say the word fuck. I was like, girl, just say fuck. Like, girl, what? Shit, they, they gonna bleep it anyway. Shit. I was, I just can't. Ramona. It was giving me anxiety. Like, I was like, girl, just say fuck. Just say it. But maybe I missed it, but was this scene the first time that we actually, like, saw footage of Dorinda actually selling John to the other cast members? Yeah, like, I think, like, now, like, yeah. Um, possibly, yeah. I think so. Because I remember Bethany bringing it up earlier in the episode, but I don't remember them doing, like... But then they do, like, like, the flashback. But I remember seeing it in this scene, and I was like, wait, was this the first time? Because I was like... They did a lot of flashbacks in this episode. Yeah. But for some reason, the note that I have was I was waiting for the footage of of selling John. So I was like because she kept bringing it up so I was like well where's the flashbacks and then we finally got it in the scene and I was like did I just miss yeah. it early so was I just not paying attention or was this really the first time that they showed flashbacks because after this they start flashing back like a motherfucker I remember now I know exactly what you mean it was interesting but um the last thing that I have in this scene before we get to the lingerie party was <laughs> at the end of this scene, she was on the phone with Bethany and she was holding her phone directly to camera. And for some reason, that just stuck out as extremely odd to me. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> It was very odd. Like, why are you... Like, she's having a conversation with Bethany. Like, she's talking to Beth. Oh, shit, not my phone. Not on silent. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, kind of how I am now, holding my phone directly to camera. But, um, <laughs> she's literally talking to Bethany on the phone. Like, they're not saying goodbye or anything. But she's literally holding her phone directly to camera. And it just was so off-putting. I was like, why are you holding your phone? Like, it, it was very That's awkward. That's so weird. I didn't even notice that. I was like, why are you holding your phone like that? It was so fucking weird. It, like, 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 it was almost like she's, she was uncomfortable with what Bethany was saying. But it was almost like she was showing us like she's actually on the phone. Like, it, it was just so weird to me. I don't know. Maybe I was just nitpicking. But it was weird. I didn't even notice. Um, so then we get to the brazier party. What are your thoughts on lingerie? Um, I mean, I'm all for it. If it makes you feel better, go for it. I, I'm not a very confident person, so I would just—it's just awkward to me. I am someone who. I guess you could say I'm confident. I mean, I don't wear a lot of clothing, but like for me, for me personally, I don't know if this is overexposing on this podcast, but we, but I, shit, we talk I, about it. I'm about to say, I'm sure I've said worse on this. I'm sure I've said worse at this point, but like, I don't wear a lot of clothing, right? So like, I rarely wear underwear. Like I don't like wear a lot of I don't underwear. wear a bra. Like I, I am less enforced or I know I can't, not be 
like I know I have to wear one I will but I you know, I don't wear a bra I'm with right. Carol Carol says it later on but I I don't wear I'm 100% with her so like for me I have a hard time wearing underwear in a regular context I don't understand the concept of paying more money for fancier underwear that you plan to take off immediately yeah I don't under like I don't I don't even wear the regular fruit of the damn looms. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm gonna go out and buy, like, well, I ain't gonna do Savage Jake's face like that. We love Rihanna. But I'm not gonna go out here and buy La Perla when I don't even wear hands. Or, yeah, like, I'm not. I, I'm not. Like, I, yeah, I can't. I'm just not that what safe person. Idea for party, even though the shit went south real quick. It did. Like, um, it, it really like, did. Lingerie so, part of the party was wanna, a bit of a thing. I want to bring one thing up. So, when Ramona comes, Dorinda <laughs> says, Dorinda says, there she is. Why do us white people say that? Because I say, I hear myself saying that a lot. I'm like, why do I say that? Like, it's only white people that do it. Like, why? Why did we say that? There she is. I don't know. Just like, like white people do that, but it's probably the same reason why black people give family members unnecessary ass nicknames. (laughs) Cause that's a real, real black ass thing that we do. We be giving people abbreviations and nicknames and different type of um, random pronunciations of nicknames that don't got shit to do with your name, like Ray Ray and Craig Nim and Pookie and and Quisha and Kiki and Ray Ray and it just be like just 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 call that person by their fucking name, please, <laughs> please. Stop it. I just, black people listening to this podcast, if you are a black person listening to this podcast, stop giving your family members unnecessary ass nicknames. (laughs) And white people, stop saying there she is. Because we see you coming in the door. We know you're here. We get it. (laughs) You're here. Black people, call people by their damn name public service announcement over but I need to ask a question please so Jules is vegan she's um she's not vegan she's she's Jewish so she can't have like kosher on certain certain I'm just thinking about how the fuck I'm sorry I I, I ain't trying to be that aggressive I'm sorry (laughs) how the hell did she not know that was shrimp on that plate? I have no idea. I feel like I don't know. Jules is a is an odd one. She's she's fun. That is shrimp. It was butterfly shrimp. I mean, I I love shrimp. I'm obsessed with it, so I could tell it from like a mile away. But absolutely. But I do have a problem with Bethany's confessional, though, about this moment when. Bethany was saying something to the effect of like, I don't know Japanese for not washing your hand in the um, ice bowl 
um, and she was like, um, something, no ISO, something, something. I was like, that's not okay, sis. I didn't even hear that. Did she put her hands in the ice bowl? It was like when Jules, Jules was flipping the fuck out. when because because of the strength. Yes, she was flipping the fuck out. And so Bethany said something to the effect of, why the hell are you washing your hands in the ice bowl? And then it cuts to a confessional. And Bethany is like, I don't know Japanese for the etiquette for like, <laughs> ice bowl. and she was like, um, ICO, no ISO. I, 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 I was like, not only are you offending Japanese people, but you're also offending, offending Hispanic people. Because usually when people try to, Speaking Spanish, oh, to the end of everything. Stop! Oh my god! I was like, Bethany, that's not. That? No, ma'am. I no, ma'am. On... How did I not pick up on that? I was you like, what? <laughs> another part that really made me aggravated it was with Ramona. Um, Ramona telling Carol that she's too skinny and that Jules is too skinny. That is just like fat shaming somebody. It's the same exact thing. You know what was interesting to me, though? I actually kind of have a note about that. But it was something that Carol said, though. I didn't even catch Ramona saying that they were too skinny. I think it might have... What I caught was Carol probably reacting to that. Because Carol said something to the effect of... um, I'll read the note exactly how I wrote it, and then I'll make it make sense. Carol's saying, if anything, we have an obesity problem more uh, than a skinny problem. Yeah, that as dismissive of eating disorders that don't involve obesity. Because yeah. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I, because she, she was saying, if anything, we have a problem with obesity, then we do have a problem with skinny people. But I was like, wait a minute, you're kind of invalidating eating disorders. That you are, she is she is though and she really very quickly like like let it go like she really quickly was like oh well we have more of an obesity problem so just because it's the same thing like just so just because that so obesity is an eating disorder and so is anorexia or bulimia like it's the same thing like it's both very unhealthy and like that you're just pretty much down talking any eating disorder besides people being overweight or or obese like that's just wrong because it, it, it is very much a problem and it's, it's a huge problem it's a huge problem with our youth like it's just it's not okay and that that really really bothered me yeah like I was just like that just all the way across the board just seems really icky and negative and I was just like I don't like any of this conversation happening right now I no, don't it's like- not. It's it's not like ju- you're not gonna just sit there and down talk, you know, a- anybody with eating disorder. But you're not gonna sit there and say that people there are more obese people in this world. Like that's just so wrong. And you don't know what people are dealing with. Like you have no idea. Like it's a mental health disorder. Like you have absolutely no idea. Uh, yeah, and. And as somebody who is, I think I've talked about it on this podcast, actually, as somebody who is a recovering bulimic, I was like, well, fuck you, bitch. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Like, I know I'm obese. Like, I'm actually like working on that. But like, 
I know I have an issue. Like, I know I should not weigh as much as I do and stuff like that. It's just like, it all is mental. And like, for you to sit there, like, you don't know who is watching that. Like, yeah, it was very, very weird. It was just very yeah. ill informed. But to flip the energy on that, I had a note about the actual people Dorinda called up in there yeah. to do these bro for these yeah. these people are very suspect and I don't yeah. trust them. they were very like first of all they don't use measuring you're just gonna tell me Thank what my, what size my boob is by looking at that's not a thing I literally have it written down as a question for you as a as a women's who actually has the titties for braziers. Yeah, no. How do you think a company is in getting correct bra sizes on people who don't know their bra sizes without measuring people for yeah. their bra like, sizes? Like literally, right. Like literally people are there to find out what their bra size is because they don't know. And you're going to tell them what it is by just looking. Like it just, it's just, it doesn't make sense. I felt like I had a brain aneurysm when she said that. I was like, what? Like, and I literally like, feel like I had a stroke. I was like, and, I'm And sorry. she's sitting there arguing with Bethany about her bra size. Like, how are you going to argue with her? She was literally like, there's no way you have an F-size breast. And Bethany was like, bitch, don't fast me. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what she said. And it's like, Hi, if you're not gonna measure her, then shut up. But there is one part. Titties, bitch. Like, so there was like, there, <laughs> there was one part in there that I wanted to bring up before they start like the actual like feud happens. But so Ramona introduces Carol to Jules, um, and Carol asks Jules like them like, oh, what are we doing here? And Ramona says measuring bra sizes. And Ramona says to Jules, she only has two little pumps. Like, bitch, that is so mean. It's just so disrespectful. Like, girl, like, maybe she's like, bitty ass titties. Maybe she, not everybody likes big boobs. Like, big boobs are out. I, yes, they are. I've never been a, I've always been an ass person. But I've never liked incredibly big boobs. And and honestly, I'm falling out of love with big butts as well. But just big titties have never been attractive to me. Never I, been. And I don't like them. Like I, I will be the first. You big can't titties. wear anything, you can't wear anything too without being like think like feeling you're slutty. Like I don't I don't like it. Um, but, but Jules does say she has, she says that she calls them her mosquito bites. No, I thought that was funny because I've, I've heard that reference before from somebody. So I actually thought it was really funny. Um, and I did, they started and I, going, oops, that was what I called my mind. So I was like, bitch, I got my mosquito bites. Go <laughs> off, bitch. I'm in this bitch. Yes, God. Um, I, there was a moment that I wanted to talk about. Because this is about Bethany's birthday. Well, well, this is on Bethany's birthday. Oh, the flashback. That flashback. And I think that was on, um, her her show, the Bethany Ever After. Like I don't even think that was on Housewives. 
I don't even have a note about the actual breakdown per se, but when I, I like, I had to rewind that back as well because I didn't actually see it the first time. I was writing notes as I as it was playing. I was listening to that and I had like like I basically had my eyes closed to it. I could have sworn I was listening to Stasi complain about her birthday. <laughs> her birthday. And I think with Bethany was I think the reason why she doesn't like her birthday is I think like traumatic stuff from her childhood. Um, I completely that's why I hate Christmas. Yeah, no, I get it. I I don't hate my birthday. Nothing really has ever happened on my birthday, but um I think that's why like I and I I totally like understand but like that flash I feel like it was very intense it was I'm not necessarily funny about my birthday per se I don't necessarily feel that my birthday should be all about me nor do I nor am I weird about my birthday I'm the type of person I don't really celebrate holidays like I only celebrate like birthdays and anniversaries so like but I'm not really like super sticky about my birthday per se but for me, I do understand having trauma around a holiday because I do have trauma around Christmas specifically. No, I get it. Yeah, a lot of things are triggering to people and you know, it's it 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 is. And I'm I'm as sucky as this is because it ends up her birthday ends up being crap because of this, but <laughs> um but um so when so Dorinda tells Carol and Bethany that she ran into the Countess, um, Countess Luann. Um and then she said that she was going to see her this weekend. Um, and this weekend is Bethany's birthday party. And Bethany said she didn't even invite Luann yet. And um, she's already RSVP. Yeah, yeah she's already RSVP. I cackled. But that that's, was, a count, that's a countess thing. That is a countess-ass thing to do. She was yeah. like, I didn't invite Luann and she's already RSVP. <laughs> I was like, God damn. I but maybe, how much of that, now mind you, I'm pretty sure a, a lot of this is a countess thing, but how much of that do you think is like her just being like, well, it's probably just another cast event. It's just my job. I have to be there. It's my job. Like, I have to be there, bitch. It's a cast event. Like, fuck your birthday. Like, <laughs> like yeah, not I- even in those terms, but like, bitch, of course, I'm going to be there. It's your birthday party. It's a cast event. Like, I like that might have like that probably would have been my thought process too. It's like, oh, it's an all cat. Oh well, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and then Ramona and Carol start to argue because Ramona says that she doesn't feel like Carol was there for her um during her divorce, which is like over the summer. And then Carol's like, Well, that's not right, because I was, and it was just like a whole thing. Um and when Ramona says actually in a sentence, <laughs> never good. Um and I don't know how the, uh, this conversation came up, but then Bethany tells Dorinda she feels like um, she felt John to them, and then that sets Dorinda off and gets so upset. Like, so upset. Was I the only one that literally saw her go from zero to a hundred? To a hundred. Like, it was insane. Like, like it's instant snap. Yeah. Like, now... Ramona said something very specific in her rant that stuck out to me when she was the one with Carol. Yeah, when she was talking to something she said 
very specific stuck out to me. She said that she was going through a divorce and she was trying to get a settlement and save her fucking life. Carol. Oh. I, did you hear that as her divorce settlement from Mario was going to literally keep her afloat? Pretty much. That's what I would get out of that. Where the fuck is Ramona's money? Right, because remember all the times Ramona was like, I did this by myself and I had this and I had that and and I have this business and I'm successful and I support women and I have this business. Well, the only, I- the only thing I could think of is there was no prenup. So they had no prenup so Mario is pretty much entitled to half of whatever Ramona has. Ah. But I think she ended up saying that they worked up the agreement where they got where they worked it out and it ended up like I don't know exactly I think what what was hers was hers and what his was his and that's how they walked away gotcha. so that would be the only thing that really makes sense maybe she was thinking that Mario was going to try and take everything from her or whatever got you but going uh, back Dorinda yeah. she literally <laughs> said let's not pretend and all hell broke loose it was so bad it got really bad and then I, I don't remember much from the remote, I mean, the Bethany Dorinda argument. Bethany, I felt like, really handled herself really, really well. Uh, because yeah. if Dorinda was screaming in my face, I don't think I would have I would have been okay with it like that. And then she just kept saying the same thing over again. He's not your boyfriend. You don't have to worry about, like, okay, we get it. Like, we get it. And I don't know what else you want her to say. Like, she... I, she had, I think she handled it very well. Bethany handles those situations very well. I do have to say that. She absolutely does. She's very... There, I can't. there was two things that I took from Dorinda's reception of Bethany saying she <laughs> feels the need to sell John to the group. Yeah. There was two things that kind of I took from her immediately flipping the fuck out. What? One... Why did she immediately reject what Bethany was saying without even attempting to hear her out? Yeah, that's Dorinda's issue, I feel like. And then two, why did she refuse to believe that that was Bethany's personal opinion on the situation? Like, it seemed like she kept continuously digging for a source for Bethany to tell her where she got that information from and Bethany was like that's just how I feel like I feel like you sell John to the group and she was like who told you that did you say that I was like she just said I feel yeah like she literally told you I feel like (sighs) Dorinda is Dorinda is very much you can tell she's an Italian she is true New Yorker like her it's just it's very intense. But very, then... But the, and it didn't... I don't feel like it, it... At least with her and Bethany's argument, it doesn't need to go there. It didn't need to, it didn't need to get that way. It didn't need to do all of that. Because, like, going into it, when Bethany started explaining why she felt the way that she felt about John and the pitching of the back end thing, I, I said, I can see where Bethany is coming from specifically on the thought process of deciding to pitch me these business ideas, specifically when your girlfriend walks out of the room and your girlfriend is my friend. Yeah, and I, you're asking me for my number, right. 
that makes perfect sense. I was like, why are you not hearing that? So then, but then she's listening to respond and she's like, okay, well, he's just pitching you ideas. So I'm not going to tell him to, to and pitch Bethany, you And Bethany's not- like sitting there saying that John's a bad guy, that she should be pitching. Like, she's not saying any of that. She is just saying that you don't need to be pitching John to us. Like, that's what she's saying. And it's like, and it's kind of like... He doesn't, there's nothing wrong with him pitching me ideas, but if it's business, do it out in the open. Yeah, like, why, why do you have to wait till Dorinda walks away? Yeah, like, why do you got to ask me for my phone number when your girlfriend walks out of the room? Ask your girlfriend for my phone number, the fuck? Yeah, like, why are you doing It just, it's, it's very, it gets sneaky vibes. Um, was, but you know what was sneaky to me, though? What? Ramona big eyed ass uh, jumping in uh, mid curse out like Dorinda was in the middle. I I actually have to add to that. That's what she said. Yes, like, this is what I'm talking about. And then Bethany in her professional goes abort, 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 abort. <laughs> that shit was so funny because it, it, it like it, it was like. Was that editing? Because it was like, Dorinda was literally in the middle of cussing Bethany the fuck out. And she was like, well, since y'all brought it up, let's just lay it all the fuck out, Daddy. But, okay, so this is what I wanted to bring up. I don't know why, and I don't know if it's Ramona saying it, but what Ramona says that John said about Dorinda, I, every single time I watch that scene I crack up it, I will think about it five minutes after and continue to crack up I think it's the way Ramona says it so let's say it <laughs> so Ramona so J- Ramona's friend overheard John telling a bunch of guys um and a couple of ladies that he likes to get really buzz at night and pop a lot of Viagra and do her for six hours. That <laughs> it's very sickening. It um, is, and it's not sickening like how the gays be like, "Yes, bitch, that is sickening, honey." No, it is sickening. Like I am going to immediately projectile vomit like that is I cannot understand like I don't doubt John said that I guarantee he said that he had to have said that I I can't hold on hold on hold hold on hold on (laughs) the logistics of that like I'm stuck on the logistics of this sentence (laughs) there's a lot of random and specific information that I need to dissect. He takes a bunch of Viagra's and does Dorinda for six hours. I would die. Like, I would die. Like, you are not touching me for six hours. (laughs) Like, what? I can't even sleep for six hours at a time. (laughs) I am very like that's too long for me that's too long for any how do you even have the energy how long you now if this is crossing the line tell me to mind my fucking business how what's the average you and your husband fucking on a regular 
about like 10 minutes like I'm not even kidding like I'm not <laughs> and I'm fine I am fine with it like I I mean back when we first started dating like don't get me wrong it went longer but like we have kids we have to work in the we have to work like sometimes like it's in the morning and it's kind of like you know hey like we need to hurry up before the kids get up type of thing and I'm okay with it like I'm fine and I'm a hundred percent fine with it I don't have the energy for that like six hours and no offense but they're up there in age that's what I'm saying like that's where that's where I got caught up because the bunch of Viagra's at John's age and at John's weight. <laughs> That's like the big factor. Big factor. That just seems like, like how it's much- on logistics. Like the logistics are just not adding up with the situation. Like he's also drinking alcohol while yeah. taking a bunch of Viagra. How like I feel like that's an overdose <laughs> Exactly. Like I'm trying not to say it's giving addict vibes, but I'm like, how has this man not gone into cardiac arrest or died in mid-stroke? I I feel like John and Dorinda's relationship is very toxic. How has he not had a stroke mid-stroke? Well, in the, so, wrong if you don't remember, I don't know if this was in your notes or not, because it wasn't in mine because I, I didn't put it in there. But now that, like, you kind of bring that up, like, Bethany put in there put in there that she was um she had John and Dorinda Dorinda over like one day and she said it it got like really really bad um she said that they couldn't even like walk or talk it was like they were that wasted I did not catch that actually yeah it's kind of like a flashback type like I guess it happened over the summer and I I doubt it but that I can see how that could end up being really. I can imagine them being extremely toxic if that's if he's getting drunk and just blabbering off at the mouth in random places, and she getting drunk and just randomly cursing people to fuck out for whatever goddamn reason. I can see though them having extreme fucking arguments. Like I like like I know Dorinda went home from that party and cussed John the entire. I fuck think. Out. John like does like cocaine like he has to I feel like he's a cocaine person I mean not person like what <laughs> I don't know I, I just I like I said I just get very bad vibes from him um and like don't get me wrong okay I think this is very I feel like Ramona did the right thing but it was a really really bad time i don't think she should have did it in front of all those people that was my next note girl when is the best time that (laughs) when they're alone when they're alone or not with cameras like i feel like there's some i get it it's you're on a reality tv show but not everything is gonna be on reality tv like that is their sex life i feel like that is something that should not have been put on tv you know what? I do agree with that because Dorinda did say that. She was like, you don't say it in front of everybody. As my friend of 20 years, yeah. you don't say it in front of everybody. Yeah. And I think that was Dorinda breaking the fourth wall and saying, bitch, you don't say that shit on camera. There's the a lot of things you just... I think that is definitely one of them. Um, so Bethany 
I thought this was funny too because Bethany says she feels like John is a used car salesman and I kind of get that vibe. I do get that vibe from him. He does give that, like, he does give that, you know, works at the dry cleaners, used car salesman, like he does, yeah. I um, I get that vibe. And then Ramona and her professional says she was shocked that Dorinda's reaction on Dorinda's reaction. I'm like, why are you shocked at her reaction? Why? There was something that led me to believe that Dorinda wasn't too fucking drunk, though. Something yeah. Dorinda led me to believe that she wasn't too goddamn drunk. One, it was when she said, you don't say it in front of everybody. As my friend of 20 years, you don't say that shit in front of everybody. I feel like that was her saying, bitch, you don't bring that shit up on camera. That's what I felt like Dorinda was really saying. But what really made me feel like Dorinda wasn't actually that drunk was when she corrected herself mid-sentence. And she was like, um... As my best friend, I mean, one of my best friends, she corrected herself mid-sentence. I was like, oh, she ain't that motherfucking drunk. She made sure she didn't try to call call Ramona her best friend. Yeah. She... I was like, don't call that. Um, so there was another thing that, so Dorinda, so right after that happened, Dorinda... Ramona says in her um to Dorinda, if it's not true, why are you so upset? I hate when people say that. That that is one of my biggest pet peeves. What do you mean? I don't care if it's true or not. The fact that it was said, the fact it was said on camera, the fact it was said at all, like why I this one of my biggest pet peeves with people. That is such a stupid fucking thing to say. That's like somebody being accused of murder and having no reaction to it, whether they did it or not. Like, like they, like being and having no reaction. Like, what do you mean? Who cares if I'm innocent or not? I am going to be adamant about defending myself. Well, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, Like, literally makes no sense. There was a comment that Jules made on the slide that yeah, I didn't like. I was, this is like my last note of the thing, but go ahead. <laughs> it was one of my last notes um, on here. I had a couple more after that, but um, yeah, was, I was like, those comments were not necessary about her oh, basically. Oh, okay, no, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, that was my note too. I, that was wrong to say. I, I had another note. All these ladies are old enough to be my mom. My mama don't act like that. My mama friends don't act like that. My mom, these are mine. I was yeah. like, bitch. No, I I agree with you. Um, I forgot about that part. Um, back in my notes somewhere. For um, me, that yeah. kind of sealed her fate on the show. I was like, well, bitch, you don't need to be here then. Yeah. No, I agree. Like the last, the last note I had was um, what Jules said. If we're we're talking about Jules, um, she said that um, can we try on bras now because we didn't get to, and I totally forgot they never even tried them on. Yes, I had that earlier in the notes, like right before Dorinda said, "Let's pretend and end all hell broke loose." I was like, "This lingerie party is sinking fast because they were talking about how." Carol was basically, um, uh, she said, I'm a 32 for sure. And 
they were basically like, uh, she's a 28. And then she was like, a 28 is basically a training bra, which is what I used to wear in the seventh grade and stuffed tissue in, which is why I don't wear a bra. And then it cut to Jules and her two uh, nubs or, or um, her nobody. So they were like, well, do they even have a size that fits you? I was like, this lingerie party is going downhill fast because ain't they ain't got shit to fit nobody. They just around here guessing people motherfucking sizes and saying that they the titty whisperer and they can just tell you your motherfucking titty size by looking at your breast. I said, this is some weird ass shit. Weird down here. <laughs> down here. Like, this is crazy. But my last couple notes were, um, well, 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 my last note, because the other two that I had up under that note about Jules was pretty much something I've said already. My last note was, do you think that friends should be this invested in friends' personal lives? I feel like if it's only beneficial, I mean, I feel like, I feel like what was said Yes, I feel like Ramona should have told told Dorinda. I I do. I can agree. With that. I just feel like Ramona be asking for an ass whipping at the sure. time because, like, the time of that was bad. Was t- like she literally jumped in the middle of <laughs> Ramona. Uh, like she literally jumped in the middle of Dorinda cussing Bethany out about the same shit and was like, well, since y'all brought it up, let, let, let me go ahead and put it all out. No, that shit was crazy to me. I was like, Ramona, you got a problem. You have a dead ass problem. Yeah. That shit was weird. That was it that I had for the episode. That's all I had too. It was intense. Um, and then the part two is even more intense. And I don't like to do back-to-back episodes of the same episode, but I feel like this might be a first that we should. Because part two is a li- even is is more intense. And I feel like even though I don't I don't like to do things back to back, I I think it's a must. Because it's it's it gets even worse than that. <laughs> I would love to do the next part because there have been a few episodes that we've done on this show where I was like, damn, I really would love to go back and watch the episode before this. Or I would, well, 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 I haven't really seen a few of, seen um, any of them that I can recall that I, that I was like, damn, I want to see what happens after this. But there are a few of them that I do, that I do distinctly remember being like, damn, I want to see the episode before this because this feels like a really good pickup of what just happened in the last episode. I think we need to. And if you're down, I'm totally down to do it too. Girl, you the head producer, girl. I do what you tell me to do. So we're going to do that, guys. We do have a very, before we wrap things up, we do have a very special episode for you next week that it will it's a different episode but we're both very excited and no spoilers so we're not going to tell you you'll just find out next week um but we're very excited but then the week after we will pick back up on part two of this episode um yeah but it's good to be back i'm so glad we're back back to recording um getting this thing back together getting you know, listening, having you guys listen to us and 
um just back to having fun like even you know we don't need to like you know have thousands and thousands of followers like i'm just very excited to record and have fun and just do do the damn thing again <laughs> i agree with you 100% because it's like i tell you all the time doing this show is the most fun that i have it's like the highlight the highlight of my week it really is like because i genuinely have the most fun doing this show like i don't have like a lot of pressure it's not like you know we don't take ourselves too seriously we just sit back and shoot the shit like it's literally like us recording the conversations that we have in our text messages and our dms it all, is it all is the like time. We ever like i always laugh because it's like if i if they ever got leaked like oh my god <laughs> 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 the shit that we yo that talk intense bro like, talk about intense but like that's why I love this show so much because you know I, I, I'm a type of person that like my creative projects are things that are turning into jobs for me you, you know what I mean so yeah. like I love being able to just do the things that I love to do creatively for fun and this while I do see it eventually, you know, it, this is really a passion project for us, but it's really just like us recording the conversation that we would have been having regardless if we were doing this podcast or not. You yeah, know what I'm, I mean? I'm so excited. And this is so it, much fun to be bad, it, but it almost feels like no time has passed because we have these conversations every fucking day. It's so, it's so exciting. Yeah, I think it's just more fun to sit and just compile these talks into like these two hour conversations versus um, all the other days of the week where it's just like bit points in our day. Yeah. It's fun to just come together and just have this extended dialogue about it. I miss it. it it's been, it's fun and I'm glad to be back, yeah. but glad that we're both in a great fucking space coming back. Yeah. We're gonna do this, and we're so excited for you guys just to see what's ahead for both of us, um, as uh, as co-hosts, as the show, as individuals. Like, we're just really excited. Um, yeah, I'm so I, excited next week. I don't have. I know. I'm so excited. Like, oh. Um, yeah. Anything else to you before we wrap this thing up? Um, nothing that I can think of. I think I might have said let's put a pin in something and come back to it but um oh you were saying that you haven't been liking Tamara recently yes she's just no like she I don't know if it's like the whole thing of her like being back and her kind of like being on top of things but like I don't know I feel like she's just and I'll go into maybe more depth next episode or the episode after but like I don't know. She's just some of like her posts and stuff she's been doing is kind of like aggravating me. And like I said, I don't know if it's because of the actual like coming back or what. I don't know. You Maybe made me want to get on the internet because I don't be knowing what the fuck going on. Like I really, I'll, you know what I'm just gonna do? I'm just gonna start sending you every time I see something. I'm sending it to you, whether you have any idea what it's about or not. I'm just gonna send it. Yes, <laughs> I literally. I promise you. 70% of 
Bravo and Housewives news I find out from you. I swear to God. Like, I see stuff on my feed, but it's literally me just scrolling through shit. So most of the time, it I, I see shit and just send it to you. Like, I literally just see shit and just send it to you. Like, there have been times where I've sent you shit that you had just sent me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like, I promise you, like... You are my source for all things Bravo and eh, like Housewives at this point. That's why I said, don't ask me if I'm cool with it, girl. This is your show. I show up and do what the fuck you tell me to do. That's so, the Let me know well, what then, we do. I'll do. I'm just going to start sending you stuff and you can figure out if whatever I'm sending you makes sense. If not, I will explain, but that's what I'm going to do. It'll keep us all in the loop. <laughs> Absolutely, girl. Because, child, I'm just like, because I, I pretty it's like I told you earlier I schedule everything I do on Thursdays around this show so yeah. no matter what my Thursdays are based on Housewives history so whatever we're doing just let me know and I'll figure out how to do my part to bring my part to it and figure it out and meet you there as your co-host Chad. awesome yeah, right. thank you for being right. here. Sounds good. I know. Thanks for listening, guys. We're so excited. Uh, like I said, we have a new, we have a surprise for you um, coming up, and we're excited. So until next time. Bye, misbehavior. Be good. Don't all those things. Close your legs to married men. <laughs> Don't be outline cool. Ha ha ha!